to Behind the Story, where we discover the story behind your favourite story. My name is Lisa Renee from the CoLab Press, and I'm a contemporary romance writer. And I'm Naomi Craig. I write biblical fiction. We had a great interview um, pre-recorded. I had a great interview with um, Jill Eileen Smith from the biblical fiction world. Um, due to scheduling, Lisa wasn't able to make it. Um, but um, before we get into that pre-recorded interview, Lisa, what do you got going on? Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so the Trinity Lakes Romance series is a Christian um, series that I'm involved in. So the second book is coming out by Meredith Reese. But the first one from Narelle Atkins is um, Never Find Another Used Done Really Well. So that's really exciting. Um, and yeah, I handed in my manuscript, my second draft uh, to my editor. And so, yeah, I've got a few days off and then I'm doing some co-writing projects with um, one of my author friends so yeah what about you Nami what have you been up to uh excellent that sounds like a lot of fun I'm I'm just plugging away um still working on Barnabas but I just I just I don't know I've I've been my brain is like hibernating in the last couple of months so um trying to give myself grace and be present in the moments and and then I also had to take off we had a washer and dryer um just fritz so we had to take off the day and, you know, get a new washer and dryer. And, and but that's okay because that's where I'm at right now. And so I just need to do what I can and then let go of the rest and be present with my family during that. So, yeah, great. So tell me, tell me more about your, the series. So it's Paul, Paul's story and you've got four characters. Yeah, so it's called And the Numbers Crew. Um, it'll be out in November. I'm writing with our good friend um, Donna Lane, Donna Elaine, um, who's brilliant. And um, it's her first foray into biblical fiction. But what we're doing is it's an early church, um, and it's looking at how Saul changed from hater of the church and breathing murderous threats um, to the apostle from the eyes of those around him. So um, her first, it's, it's they're, they're novellas, but they're interwoven. Um, so it will be one seamless read once you get there. But um, her first one was Stephen. And of course that ends with him dying because Stephen is the first martyr. And then uh, mine first one was Ananias of Damascus. And he's the one who had to approach Paul or Saul at the time. Um, on the road right after right after Saul was blinded and and the Christ came to him um Ananias is the first one to make contact and pray for him and heal him and just going into the emotions of are you sure you want me to do this God because pretty sure this is the guy who is killing everybody um so and then it's Tabitha of Joppa um, that's Donna's second, and then mine um, fin finishes off the book with Barnabas. Um, and right now he's in Antioch, and he's just he's just got Saul um, from Tarsus, and so he needs to. Um, well, I mean, imagine we we all know Saul is having written half the New Testament, but there's got to be a training period for him. So the Bible indicates, kind of vaguely indicates, that he was trained maybe even by Jesus himself out in the wilderness, but now it's time for him to get involved with the church. Um, so we're, I'm excited to see how that's going to play out. And um, yeah, so it's, I'm really, I'm enjoying it and, and it's, it's going to be a good story. So is Donna doing the fourth one or you? 
So I've got the fourth. I've got the fourth and final. She did um, Stephen and Tabitha, and then I've done Ananias, and then finishing up Barnabas. Awesome. So. And you've got a pre. It's a pre-order already out. Is it? It's it the- is. Yeah. I thought I was doing myself a favor because I want to learn the business side. So I'm like, okay, well, I surely need to learn Amazon ads, but apparently you only do that two weeks before it launches. So yeah. it's good to have the pre-order yeah. up though. That's that's handy. So. Yeah. So if people yeah the pre-orders okay. up already you can find that on Amazon um, at a discounted price right now. Um, What's the title then, called again? And the numbers grew. It's and um the numbers grew. right awesome. And in Acts they say that phrase so many times about just the church just exploding. Uh, yeah yeah. So oh, that's a great title. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So. All right. Well, do you want to bring on our guests for today? And yeah, absolutely. I'm so and pleased to introduce Jill Eileen Smith. She is the best-selling and award-winning author of the biblical fiction series, The Wives of King David, The Wives of the Patriarchs, and Daughters of the Promised Land, as well as many other biblical novels, including her newest, Daughter of Eden, Eve's Story. Jill lives with her family in Southeast Michigan, and be sure to sign up for her newsletter to be um, in the loop of all of her latest happenings. Jill, we're so glad to have you. Thanks for coming on Behind the Story. Thanks for having me. Yeah, our pleasure. So uh, for those who aren't familiar with you, tell us a little bit about you and what you write. Well, um, I've been married to my best friend, my husband, Randy, for almost 46 years. Together, Thank you. This May. Together, we have three adult sons, two daughters-in-law, and three grandchildren, all of whom live way too far away on the west coast where you are and um but um i love jesus and i write biblical fiction and my greatest desire in life is to see everyone i know and even those i don't everyone in the world come to know and love jesus the way i well better than i do <laughs> amen that's beautiful i hope my books help that so yeah yeah that but that truth is going to come through and and the Lord will plant those seeds or water them or whatever the place they're at. So that's, I love that. Um, so your latest release, Daughter of Eden, Eve's story. The first time she opens her eyes, Eve gazes on one whose beauty nearly blinds her, whose breath is in her lungs. Her creator takes her hand and gives her to one like her and yet different. Together, she and Adam experience pure joy as they explore Eden, but her favorite moments are when the creator comes to walk with them day after day until everything changes. With one act of disobedience, Eve finds that her world is no longer a friendly place. So introduce us to Eve. What are her strengths and her quirks? I don't know if she has any quirks, but she is a, a, I mean, in the beginning, she's perfect, right? Yeah. She's, there's been no one like her because she was not born. She was created fully formed and given to Adam. And together they lived in complete bliss that we can't imagine. And after they sinned, you know, then everything changed and she became, she had to be a strong woman to survive. And yet she struggled. I think in my view of her, she struggled because she had loved Adonai Elohim so much that after she broke his heart um she always wondered or maybe she did maybe she didn't but I see her as always wondering does God forgive me does he still love 
am I accepted by him? And then when she had to suddenly has conflict with the only other person on the planet and, you know, has to learn to deal with that and he's dealing with her and then they have child after child after child. She learns, she, I mean, they didn't even know what it was like to give birth. So, you know, she has all these kids and her heart had to have been that they would know the creator Mm -hmm. like she did. And she couldn't force that on them because everyone was given the same choice she was. And I think she regretted her choice the rest of her life, but that's my opinion. Yeah. I think we all regretted her choice. Don't eat the fruit. Don't do it. (laughs) I'm sure somebody would have made that sin if if she hadn't. So I'm sure we'd still be here in this spot. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I you know, there'd have to be a lot of imagination to going into what she would have felt and and yes, she was perfect and yet here she is having to figure out why is my husband doing this, you know? <laughs> yeah, wow. Huh. She's no longer perfect at that point, you know? But yeah. I think that you could still be tempted when you're perfect. That you could yeah. still have that even desire to to break God's law that he'd given when you had no sin within you driving you to want to sin. That's wow. kind of something that I think we'll always wrestle with, right? Because how was that possible? You know, was she, but the, the New Testament says she was deceived. So I kind of take that angle more, you know, deceived because of her own desire, but maybe there was another source of her deception. So yeah. Absolutely. Wow. That's a lot that's going on there. So if you're watching, comment below, let us know what what do you think one of the struggles would a perfect Eve have getting into an imperfect sin now? What would what would one of her struggles be that you can imagine um, to comment in the in the comments below? Um, so you've got some great reviews coming in. Um, Henry on Amazon said, I loved this biblical fiction about our first people, Adam and Eve. And they're so very close love they had with Adonai Elohim when they walked with him each day in the garden. And Abigail says, I love the way Eve's concerns for her relationship with Adam, her concerns for her children echo so many of our concerns today. Do you feel like these readers got what you were trying to say in Daughter of Eden? I think they got the part, that part, yes, they got what I was trying to say there's a lot more I was trying to say but they connected with those parts and they connected the way I um not that I intended it but because everybody a writer just writes it and the way the reader takes it is because based on their own need or understanding or whatever and so I'm glad they made that connection because I felt that connection wonderful Um, so that's cool. But I mean, there was more that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's nice to see. Like, you're not going to say everything in the book. Right. Oh, <laughs> no book. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's um, it's it's neat when a reader gets it. You're like, yes, this is the message, the absolute love and perfection of God. And and now we have to deal with but it's and that's what brings biblical fiction to real life i think because it can be relatable they're still just people maybe they had a head start on us but they still are just people and and so you're going to have the same struggles throughout life unfortunately doesn't change right 
There's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> um, so is let's talk about your writing. Do you how do you research the first people who ever lived? Well, there isn't any evidence to go back to, right? I mean, right. when I did some of the other books, there was archaeological evidence or historical evidence, but this right. one, it all got washed away in the flood. If it, you know, in whatever, it's gone. There's no one going to find the Garden of Eden. And there's nobody who can say, I've got evidence that this, you know, this is the tomb of Adam and Eve. It's just not going to happen. So you have to go with, well, human nature, like we already talked about, and you study the people that you know, and you read about and you see, have known throughout your life, and your own personal feelings. And, and you just use the universal uh, concepts, the universal feelings that we all have to be loved, accepted, to be forgiven, right. our fears, whatever they may be, you know, you impart them to your characters and try to place them in a place you've never been because you have to imagine Eden. And so right. to imagine Eden, I had to imagine heaven. And I can imagine heaven because I think about it once in a while, you know, and God talks about what heaven looks like and the new Jerusalem and the new heavens and the new earth. So you can kind of get an idea. Okay, if that's what they look like in the future, that might be what we had in the past at least a little bit. And so I kind of did a lot of that combining and um, what Christ or Adonai Elohim looked like. I took from some of what we know of him in Revelation. Um, and the fall, we get to go to the unseen realm in the book. So I, I take parts of scripture that describe that. But to, to do the rest of it after the fall, you just have to figure out, well, they didn't know how to do anything. You you had to figure out everything. They didn't even know how to make clothing. They went and tried fig leaves. They don't sew together very well, you know? I mean, God had to make their first clothing. Right. They had to learn absolutely everything. And I had to figure out that in order to write about it. Um, so that's how I research. It was more of a how do how would this have been you know all yeah. of a sudden there's no where do we live where do we where's our shelter where, what do we eat where do we find it you know and so that was kind of my research was more figuring out those wow. things yeah huh. well is there something that you feel the lord had you going through that you had to learn before you could write it into this book hmm I think I just, not really. I, I mean, because I've written about so many people and the themes of the books I write tend to all take the same past pattern, even if I'm not intending it. Forgiveness and reconciliation and redemption are all huge themes in my stories because they're kind of my story. They're what mm -hmm. I want in life for all people. And between myself and God and so that that comes through um I'm not I, it's not anything specific about just this book I don't think there was anything that I could point to that I had to learn you know yeah. um 
you learn from every story a little bit, you become, I guess, the acceptance part. You know, when I was writing this, the book, my brother and my mom both passed away. Oh, that, I'm so sorry. Oh, thanks. Um, but it was the first book my mom didn't get to read on this, this side of heaven. But um, I think that just the fact of Eve needing to know God still loved her, mm. that resonated with relationships that I have witnessed in my life. And even mm. myself, you know, sometimes you're like, do you love me? Do you really still love me after that? After I thought that, after I said that, you know, after this person doesn't love me anymore, do you still love me? You know, and I think Eve struggled with that. So maybe we have that connection. I felt a connection to her. Yeah, absolutely. Is there something that the readers would be surprised to learn about you? Surprised? Hmm. I can tell you a little known fact. If sure, we'll go with that. First okay. heard here. <laughs> First heard here. When I was young, um, my mom worked part-time. So during the summer, I was babysat, but I was old, kind of too old for a babysitter, but too young to stay at home alone. So I stayed with my grandma. And uh, she taught me how to bake pie. And I can make a pretty mean pie crust to this day. Nice. Um, she taught me pinochle. And actually, I think I've said this before. She was probably the first person that taught me how to tell stories. Because I would, she had a box of pictures, old photos, black and whites, you know, from the 1920s, 1930s. And she'd bring them out and I'd ask her to tell me the story behind each photo. And I think that is what gave me a love of story. My mom gave me a love of reading, but my grandma gave me the love of story. And I never even expected to be a storyteller someday, but I think it goes back to both of them. I love that. We And we're very glad that they did. <laughs> I know your books touch many and so glad that you're sharing that gift that the Lord gave you. Thank you. What What do you have coming next? What What can we expect next from you? I just turned in the book on story of Noah's wife. So Noah and his, the flood, whole flood epic story um, told from all of their points of view, pretty much wow. the eight people who survived all have a point of view, but it's really Noah's wife's story and just dealing with that whole before, during and after um, saga of the flood. And now I'm working on a new my new current uh work in progress is on mary magdalene wow. so whole new era i get to switch yeah. completely to the new testament and i'm like okay is this, why, why is this your first new testament yeah yeah <laughs> there's gonna be a lot more research there i mean like a lot more documented than you got for daughter I know. right right <laughs> i could be like more letters telling me what i got wrong right um, oh no <laughs> <laughs> But no. I, it's just like, I made a list of the characters the other day in Scrivener and it's like this long. Oh, and goodness. That's, that's just the people in the Bible. That's not even adding her parents. Right. I mean, fictional people I, I will probably make up to go with it. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I'm just beginning research on her. So. Oh, how exciting. That'd be great. Well, I I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. 
yeah, for sure. So where can the readers find you online? On my website, uh, jillianesmith.com, or I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Excellent. Uh, those are my well, main ones. Well, thank you. We'll have all those linked down below in the show notes. Um, but thank you so much, Jill, for sharing with our audience today on Behind the Story. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So as always, we have our freebies. Um, you can find on Desolate Heights, a biblical fiction novella at naomicraig.com. Be sure to download that and um, get in touch with Jill by signing up for her newsletter. All the links will be below. And be sure if you love um, great content about great books, we'd love for you to subscribe to our channel so you're and notified so you're notified every time we have a new interview and a new author on. Um, Jill is also offering a free paperback of Daughter of Eden. So um, be sure to sign up in the King Sumo. It's super easy. All we need is your email. And then you, um, we have a way to contact you when you win. Be sure to um, follow for next time. We are looking up to have Meredith Reski back on the show. Excited for that to hear about her um, happenings with Trinity Lakes. And thank you for joining us on this edition of Behind the Story. Until next time, let us run this race with endurance, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Thanks for joining us.